Thank you for joining us for Dwelling Place Lithia Podcast. We hope this message will help you find your identity in Christ and create growth in your life. We hope you enjoy this message. We're still on a series, Encountering Jesus. And I'm going to be preaching out of John chapter 3. So if you want to turn to John chapter 3. Tell you a quick story. I was about six years old. And my great-grandfather He was in his 90s at that time. He pulled me to the side, and he handed me a Bible. And he said, I want you to be my evangelist one day. I want you to go out and preach the Word of God. And I thought about that Bible that he gave me. This Bible was dated 1886. Old Bible. He used it. He evangelized with it. And I started thinking about W.H. Preston was his name. And I said, what did he do? How did he get saved? Where did he go to find the Lord? And I asked my grandmother this. And she looked at me and she said, Oh, Sean, he went to a brush harbor. A what? I said, they went to the, these bushes in this, this town and they, they cut away and they set up a, a, a stage and they started just praying, just praying to find God. He was 19 years old, and God and him met face to face. That's the words my grandmother said that day. His life changed forever. He was already married. I can't even imagine at 19. And his wife was 16. And I was thinking, and I asked my grandmother at one time, I said, what was the thing that changed him the most? She looked at me and she said, oh, it was when the Holy Spirit came into his life. Life changed forever. Because he was, a, he was already a deacon in his church where he was at. He was a, in a Methodist church. And he, those Methodist people found out that he was baptized with the Holy Spirit. And they told him, no more. You can't teach here anymore. We don't want you in our church anymore. You've got something that we don't know nothing about. Get out. And I said, Granny, 
What did Papa Preston do? He said he went to the forest. He went and knelt at a stump and started praying, God, shake us. God, refine us. God, prune us. Because you know our hearts. You know who we need to be. Help us to walk the path that you put before us. While studying this message this week, those memories flooded me. Because he found something. It wasn't something. It was Jesus that he found. And he took it and he says, I'm going to have a relationship with you. And I want to change. I want to do something different. At 19, he started pastoring. At 23, he was pastoring five churches at one time. And I was thinking about all of those things. And while I was thinking that, I started reading again. John chapter 3. I'm going to use the NASB version, 95. It says, Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born, can he? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it. But do you not know where it comes from and where it is going? So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, how can this thing, th these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and testify of what we have seen, and you do not accept our testimony. If I told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven, but he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that whoever believes will, believes will in him have eternal life. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send the son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. He who believes in him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. This is the judgment that the light has come into the world and men love the darkness rather than the light for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the light so that he his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. I wanted to read that whole thing because I thought about a few things. Number one, why did Nicodemus come to Jesus in the middle of the night? Well, he was in the Sanhedrin. He was one of the chief priests at that time. For the Pharisees. He was one of the richest men. And he's coming to Jesus at nighttime because he didn't want to be seen. He didn't want anybody else to see what he was about to do. How many times do we go to God, go to Jesus in the nighttime where no one else sees us? We start asking questions. I've been thinking about this because I'm one of those people. I go at night. I'm up at night. I'm thinking about Jesus. Why did I do the thing that I just did? Man, I messed up. And lately, this is what the words has been saying to me. Because you're an example for your home. You're there to show your young men and your young lady who you're supposed to be in me. Am I scared? Am I afraid? Sure. Because there's a lot of weight on that. Just like Nicodemus, he's come to find out something because he doesn't understand. The next verse that I saw was this. Nicodemus said this, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Who's we? I want to know who the we is because the Pharisees are the ones who put Jesus on the cross. He's, they're the ones. But Nicodemus was the one who said he needs a trial. There's three times Nicodemus was talked about. There was three times. This time right here, John chapter 7, and we'll get to that, and John 19. But John chapter 7, verse 45, it talks about, this is what he said. 
he deserves a trial. We can't judge him. We can't judge him. He wanted, they wanted someone else to judge Jesus. And I was researching all of this lately. And it goes back to that, that second verse. Rabbi, in John 3, we know that you have come from God as a teacher. My question, I have three questions I'm going to give you after this message. But my question, this one question is, if you come face to face to Jesus, and you know him just as the teacher and nothing more, what's going to stick? What's going to stay with you? What's going to make you go any, any further? Something started burning in Nicodemus. Something got him to start asking questions in a way that no one else knew. But it's interesting. Jesus already threw an answer out after he said, Rabbi. Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. I didn't read a question from Nicodemus, he didn't give a question. Why did Jesus give him an answer before the question came? Because he was tugging on his heart. Because he was wanting him to start understanding who he truly is. What Pastor Jeremy was praying and what he was saying just a few minutes ago. This world is deceiving us. It's giving us all these computers, all these things to, to take our eyes off of the, the one thing that we need to keep our eyes on, and that's Jesus. We're letting everything else distract us. We're letting the world distract us in ways that we don't need them to distract. And when he says, be born again, I wonder if Nicodemus left after he had that conversation and started asking questions. Did he go to the scriptures? Did he go to the scrolls? Did he go and say, I, I need to really research something? Because I've, I've got a question for you. Turn with me to Ezekiel chapter 36. Go down to verse 25. Really, I want to start at verse 24. It says this, for I will take you from the nations. This is God talking to Israel. Gather you from all the lands and bring you into your own land. 
Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues. And you will be careful to observe my ordinance. I wonder if Nicodemus ran and grabbed the scroll of Ezekiel and started reading that text that says, New Spirit. What is he talking about? started asking the questions that needed to be answered because Jesus was giving him the answers, but he wasn't understanding. Because Jesus started speaking, not of the flesh, but of the Spirit. I'm going to speak to a young man real quick. Toby, the world is trying to put fear in you so you don't trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. The world wants you to doubt what Jesus is trying to do in your life. What God is trying to do in your life. And when that heart beats and says, I don't know, I'm afraid. God's telling you, don't be afraid. To trust me. Here I am. Call out. And that's to all of us. That's to all of us, because like in John, when he says this, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, but which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I said to you, you must be born again. Nicodemus is standing there and going, I don't understand. Because the spirit hasn't come yet. Why are we acting like Nicodemus lately? I'm pointing at me. He's saying some things. Jesus is saying things every day to us. And I'm, we're going, what did you say? That just flew by me. I don't understand. All Nicodemus had to do is go to the Word and start researching, start looking and finding his map. Your Bible is your map. The Spirit of God is your map. And it 
points straight to Jesus. How interesting is it when he starts speaking about Moses and the snakes and put the snake up that Jesus was going to be put up just like that. He was already foreshadowing what was about to happen to Nicodemus. Now I want you to turn John to night, John 19. Verse 38. He was already foreshadowing to the moment that this happened. He was already put on the cross. And before evening, they had to make sure that Jesus and the thieves were dead. And when they died, usually what happens for the bodies, they wouldn't be put in a grave. They would be put in a dump. Because they were criminals. They weren't worthy to have a grave. But it says this. After these things, Joseph of Amarathia, being a disciple of Jesus, but a secret one for fear of the Jews. He was secret. Joseph was. Asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate granted permission. So he came and took away his body. Now read verse 39. Nicodemus, who had first come to him by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, um, about a hundred pounds weight. So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen, wrapping with the spices as in the burial custom of the Jews. Just to tell you, if anyone was standing there watching that body for that moment, and Nicodemus and Joseph had to step up and say, we're taking the body, it wasn't secret anymore. They knew then Nicodemus was a follower all of a sudden. They knew then because he's wrapping him in a hundred pounds of frankincense and aloe. He was getting a king's burial. No more secrets. Nicodemus saw something. His the questions that he had got answered because he went. And listened to the king. He went and listened to the true son of God. And all I say is. Quit being a secret. 
Quit letting it be a secret. Ask the questions. From the questions, get the answers. Because the Word tells you what the Word is. And He points to Jesus. We hope you enjoyed this message. If so, please share it. If you'd like to partner with us, you can do so at dwellingplacelithia.org forward slash donate. We'll see you next week, and may God bless you and your family.